Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Mitch and I'm Greg and this is Side Note. A podcast where every episode we chat about life and what's stumping us right now. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Greg and I have been running the science YouTube channel ASAP Science for six years and everyone assumes we know everything. But we aren't experts. We're just curious, do excessive research, and then teach you about it. So many other science podcasts are super dry and they don't really have a human edge. We wanted things to be more casual, relatable, and bring that oomph to learning. We've also been in a relationship for 10 years, so things can sometimes get a little bit personal and messy. But of course, we would never lead you astray. So as you listen to us rant, complain, or dissect anything from fitness, smoking weed, or doing drag, we'll splice in side notes of information for the hard-hitting questions our conversations evoke. Today, we're talking about marijuana, our experience with it, how it affects your brain and body, its history, and ultimately, whether we think it's good or bad. Hello. Hello. Well, welcome to our very first podcast ever. This is so weird because I feel like we spent all of our time together. We're like, but we're always just like, did you get the email? But here we are. We actually get to talk. Oh, that's true. Like, this is kind of beautiful. Yeah. We should do this more often. <laughs> I know. Literally. This is, <laughs> this is why we created the podcast. We're so we could actually see each other. <laughs> yeah. The only time we actually talk is in our podcast. <laughs> I'm like super tired today. So I have my second tea. But now I'm just like, sometimes it doesn't fully wake me up. And then my heart just starts racing. And then I just have anxiety. So that's like the stage I'm transforming into right now, by the way. <laughs> why are you so tired? Because it's Monday. I don't know. You know, you just have days where like it's something's not right. Yeah. Or I was like, we're going to do the podcast. I want to be lots of energy. And so here we go. Well, I feel <laughs> real good. So. Well, what are you thinking about today, Greg? What are we talking about? Um, I would like to talk about my favorite snack. What do you think my favorite snack <laughs> is? Oh, Greg. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Greg's favorite snack is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> what? It's Dunkaroos? No, it's a piece of toast with oh. some <laughs> almond butter and then like nuts and berries on it. And you'll be like, oh, it's so good. Try it. And I'll be like... <sighs> Oh, this is fairly dry and unswallable. Like, I'm white, Mitch. It's my culture. <laughs> I know it. There's like nothing. I guess it's it's actually not bad, but just you have it so often and it's your favorite snack that I'm always like, this is so weird. Like I will go get Mr. Noodle or like instant ramen. That's like my favorite snack that I have to fight against. But yours is just like 
a health food. Well, okay, that's because I really enjoy the satisfaction of, you know, like a really coarse substance scratching my esophagus. And I can only really get that through dry peanut butter on toast. And that's just what, what I like. What does okay? that mean? <laughs> that's just what I'm searching for in a snack. You like things to scratch your throat. <laughs> I just like really like rough, like dense, like challenging things to eat. <laughs> that's weird. Is it because it like is I don't fibrous <laughs> and it helps your poop? Is that what you I'm do? I'm kind of kidding. It's, it's a healthy snack. Obviously, it's not my go-to if it's like Friday night and I'm watching a movie. I don't do that. It's Friday night watching a movie. I eat popcorn. So, I don't eat toast with you trail don't mix. Eat popcorn. <laughs> okay, it's You're called popcorn, absurd. not popcorn. Okay, let's don't go there, hot dog. <laughs> okay, so what is my favorite snack? We gotta focus. Oh, it's, um, well, that, I truly oh, thought that was your favorite yeah. snack. <laughs> okay, so no, my favorite snack is actually a brownie made with THC oil. Oh my yes, so the okay. Thing, <laughs> the but thing that's I like wanna... not a snack. That's just like your mental snack. <laughs> Well, you know, p- snack is used all the time. People say attractive people. Oh, they a snack. You know, people say snack. That. Yeah. I'm just too old to know these things now. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to talk about today is edibles and weed oil and our relationship with them and the fact that I just ate one and I'm stoned right now. Yeah, I know. It's kicking in, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm perfectly sober, except this tea, I guess, is actually a drug. And I'm like shaking. But yeah, caffeine, I think. Okay, yeah. So where do you think of weed like you do not eat edibles and you scream about them all the time but yeah, I eat okay. them every day <laughs> I'll tell you my experience with edibles and it is not great so the first time I did an edible Greg had made okay a no bat. can I explain I need to start by explaining this because I made a mistake I made a mistake <laughs> when I gave you your first edible which is what you and need to also, start focusing not on not just me not yes, just me I poisoned, our roommate <laughs> I poisoned you and I poisoned two of our other friends and I poisoned myself because I gave too much brownie. It's the classic mistake. So Mitch says that I poisoned him. I mean, everything is a poison. If you give someone enough margarine, it could kill them. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> the classic phrase is the dose is the poison. So could Mitch really have been that poisoned from my brownies? How much weed would he have needed to consume in order to overdose? Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. THC is the chemical compound in weed that makes you high. There is 180 milligrams of THC in one gram of weed these days, which is actually a lot when you compare it to the past. Current weed is dank. I used five grams of weed when making the brownies I served him, so even if I made them perfectly and every last little milligram of THC was absorbed into the oil, if Mitch ate the whole tin of brownies, he would have only had 900 milligrams of THC in his system. So, to get close to overdosing, he would need to eat like 17 full batches of my weed oil brownies really fast. He would probably puke, have a panic attack, or check himself into a hospital way before getting to that point. And the ultimate end of the marijuana addict, hopeless insanity. At the time, he probably had around 75 to 100 milligrams of weed in his system based on the size of the brownie that I fed him, which is similar to a joint. And to be fair, Mitch would never smoke a joint by himself, so I guess it's okay that he freaked out. So, um, we, me and my roommate have never tried it, and I'm like, okay, I'm willing to try and see how this goes, but, like, show me how much you eat, and then I'll eat less than that, because that will feel safe. But I didn't know how much I was supposed to eat. Well, you didn't say that. I know. (laughs) So, me and my roommate are like, okay, well, we're gonna maybe eat, like, an 
eighth of what you eat. And you're like, no, you have to eat more than that. You can't just have this like crumb. And we're both like, okay. Well, I just dropped $120 on the marijuana and I wanted to make sure that it would work. I was being gracious. We eat the brownie. And as you know, people always say, you just don't feel it for a long time. So I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. I'd rather know a small dose isn't going to affect me. I'm not going to try and eat more right now. And we go downstairs and we start watching TV and it, I feel like your metabolism is faster because you, whenever you do this, like you get stoned pretty fast. Yeah, I do find that when I do eat edibles with people, including you, which I guess it hasn't been that often, but when it happens, I do get high faster from the edibles than other people. But it still takes a while. It takes like half an hour to an hour. Yeah, but I just, is it because your metabolism is faster? Because that night and any Makes, other time I've yeah, tried it, it maybe. like maybe an hour and a half to two hours feeling perfectly fine, like fully sober and so i'm always like oh yeah I, I definitely just didn't do enough and then it's literally like we're watching tv and my heart starts racing like i've had 700 teas uh with caffeine in them and so i just remember like being like i i don't know that i'm really understanding what's happening on the tv anymore and then i went into the bathroom and then i started having a full panic attack because then it was when it fully hit me because you know how you like leave your surrounding and then you're suddenly like Oh my god, the bathroom is spinning. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So then also we had like a friend over and you've never done this before, but we were watching Saturday Night Live. There was a moment when we were having fun because yeah. I remember Yeah, of course the come up is so, like when you're not too stoned. Yeah, it was like a like that 70s show like quintessential thing we were on the couch laughing so hard at not these Saturday Night Live skits, but the commercials in between. It was like an ad for Jeep and we were like, "Holy shit, this that so Also sometimes fun. when that happens and you're like, "Is this an SNL sketch?" Yeah. and then you realize it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just no, commercial like where's the tilt (laughs) but also i feel what you did is you looked at us and you were just like guys i'm not feeling too good and i was like oh shit and then you like walked upstairs and i because phil like our friend was over i was like well i don't know like i'm not just gonna like leave him here that's so weird if i just walk upstairs with you and he's stuck in our basement so i like i like humored him for a bit but then i was like i think i'm gonna check on mitch and i went upstairs and you had the lamp on and you were lying like frankenstein or like what is it Snow White. <laughs> well, well, yeah, either Ab- above the covers, just lying there, like eyes open at the ceiling, and I looked in, and you looked at me like a puppy dog, like I don't know. <laughs> it was the most know. terrifying moment of my life. And well, in that you, bathroom I, alone, I was like, I've been in here for seven hours. Oh my god, my pee's taking so long. Like all time dilation had messed me up. So then I was like, Yeah, I'm having a panic attack. I, I can't be around anyone. Went and lay down, and I swear to God, the craziest thing that has ever happened to me. I would like look at an object in the room, like the the light on the ceiling and I, I'd start thinking about it so emotionally and be like oh my god what if that light broke and started a fire and this room caught on fire and then I died because I was having a panic attack and then I'd be like hey you need to look at something else and stop scaring yourself well, look at the closet and I'd be like oh okay yeah the clothes are nice they're soft but what if one like came what on my face fuck? and suffocated me and then I died from clothing suffocation and then I'd be like oh my god you need to look at something else and then I'd like look over in the other corner of the room and start the whole process over and over this is the craziest thing that has ever happened to me it Wait, literally Mitch, went Mitch, on for what about like eight much. hours. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, that was a lot to like. You, it was just THC. <laughs> but Greg, that's what happened to me. I'm not lying. <laughs> but that's okay. You should never eat an edible again. Okay, that, no, you need to eat less. You need to eat less. You want to know what happened to our roommate that you also okay, poisoned? Okay, 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 okay. She, yeah, <laughs> no, it's okay. I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. You guys were poisoned by the weed. <laughs> but what is your actual opinion then on marijuana? On smoking marijuana? Vaping marijuana? eating marijuana because right now it sounds like you think it's like lsd no no i didn't hallucinate and i know i was just like i've always like even smoking pot if i have too much i have a panic attack because it's like my heart races and then i just feel anxious about everything 
So why does smoking marijuana cause feelings of anxiety and panic in some people like me? It's a difficult question because many studies show that weed actually decreases anxiety in many others. In fact, a lot of people are using it for that exact purpose, which is part of the reason why scientists believe the individual plays as much of a role in the experience of getting high as the drug. I am really freaked out. Well, right now I'm not so much freaked out as starving. <laughs> and fascinated by your nose. If you think about it, some people are naturally more anxious than others. We can't help it, okay? And it just so happens that marijuana acts on the amygdala in the brain, which regulates things like emotional response, fear, stress, and paranoia. Think of it this way. Marijuana stimulates your brain cells to keep firing. It's why one thought or idea can spiral into the most significant feeling ever when you're high. If you feel something is awesome during a high, your brain now keeps firing in that way, and you think, Wow, man, that's some heavy shit, man. Your thoughts and perceptions magnify themselves when high, and your brain gets caught up in the momentum of that particular thought. But pair this with a person who is more likely to have anxious thoughts, or even somebody who hasn't experienced pot before, who might be thrown off by the increased heart rate or the physical symptoms, and you may just trigger an anxious reaction. I don't feel so good. So the difference in my brain chemistry and Greg's is likely a significant factor in our experiences. A 2009 study found that while cannabis users were actually more likely to have anxiety, it may simply be because anxious people are more likely to turn to cannabis as a treatment. It was also found that regular users were less likely to have anxious symptoms compared to first-time or infrequent users, suggesting a link between expectations or familiarity and anxiety. At the end of the day, from the studies that are available, the general consensus is that lower levels of THC are generally associated with anti-anxiety effects, while higher dosages are linked to anxiety and even psychosis. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have our head writer, Rachel, actually give a history lesson on marijuana. And then after that, we are going to dive into a debate about how we actually feel about the drug. We'll be right back. So this is our first podcast ever, so we don't have any real ads. <laughs> so we'll take this time to ask you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, to leave a comment, and to leave like likes. I use the pod the Apple iTunes podcast thing, and I know you can like rate it, so rate it highly. Obviously. <laughs> um, but now we're gonna improvise a brilliant ad, so advertisers who are listening out there could think, "Wow, I would love those voices to explain my product." So, Mitch, today's podcast is actually brought to you by Postal Baboon. Have you heard of this service? What? Postal Baboon? Baboon. That? Oh, Baboon. Like the animal. Oh, Baboon. So, yes. it is so great. It is available in 400 countries. Oh, that's a lot of countries. I know. I didn't even know there's that many countries in the world. I hope there's there not. are. There's <laughs> not. And what it is, is a real live baboon okay. uh, from your local zoo will bring you your Amazon package. So, wow. yeah. So, it's like you got to have a little We've bit come like, so far. I know, like, look out drones, mm -hmm. but they will hand you the box, and you can actually grab the box from a baboon. Wow. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they, they just want to say that they are going to be giving you 79% off your first order um, of the baboon charge, not of the actual Amazon package. So you pay for the Amazon package, and then the baboon charge is $1,000. Wow. Because it's a lot of money and a okay. lot of time. That's so it's 79% off deal, that. though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great deal. Because, okay. so I mean, a zoo, like... Down to, like, $200. Yeah, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a... I mean, it's not free, but it's a cheap petting zoo with a baboon. And, I mean, that's just really interesting because I don't think that people interact with baboons that often. 
Okay, what was it called again? Postal uh, Baboon? Postal Baboon. <laughs> um, you can uh, check the link. It's uh, uh, asapbaboon.zoo slash dark web. Oh, uh, wow. It's okay. very hard to find, and it's uh, also illegal. Uh, but yeah, but I think you check it out. You heard use it the first. link. Yeah, type that link in. That's the other thing. It's a type that in. <laughs> what I just said. I'm that so scared link. what people are going to find when they type that in. Hopefully, just a dead link. I probably. Excuse me. Not I'm, a dead link. They're going to be finding the website to get a baboon <laughs> to deliver them their Amazon package. Image. Hello. Okay, I'm just like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Anyways, yeah. thank you so much for sponsoring this postal baboon and zookeepers everywhere. Uh, we uh, salute you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's Rach here. Marijuana wasn't illegal in Canada until 1923, and it wasn't added to the list because of its harmful effects, but had more to do actually with racism in Canada. So here's some history. Before 1908, you could pretty much buy whatever drug you wanted in Canada. You could buy opium, cocaine, and morphine from your local pharmacy. And around the same era, anti-Asian sentiments were growing in Canada. In Vancouver, 1907, a riot of over 10,000 white men took to Chinese and Japanese neighborhoods and destroyed every Asian store or business they could find. When these business owners asked the government for compensation, Labor Minister William Lyon Mackenzie King, who would later become Prime Minister, found that several of the claimants included legal opium manufacturers. King was outraged and put forward a bill prohibiting opium. Over the next decade, this drug panic would spread, often with cartoons of characterized Asian men as drug menaces, who needed to be pushed out. By 1923, maximum penalties were raised and those who were immigrants would be deported. This ultimately led to 671 Chinese Canadians to be expelled, even though their average time spent in Canada prior was 17 years. So you might be wondering, okay, where does marijuana fit into all this? Well, at the same time stricter punishments were being added, marijuana was added to the list of prohibited drugs with no debate, which was kind of strange as barely anyone knew or used the drug. It's unclear why, to this day, why it happened. It wouldn't become an issue again until the 1960s, when hordes of young middle-class kids began experimenting with drugs and fears of reefer madness began to grow. Then Trudeau... Because it's 2015. No, not that Trudeau, but his father, Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau, called for a royal commission in 1969 for an evidence-based examination of drug use in Canada. And people all over the world were pretty excited about this progressive move. Even John Lennon and Yoko Ono were involved. After 55 months of research, the commission called the Ladane Commission concluded that the penalties for marijuana were grossly excessive. So what changed? Well, nothing much really until April 13, 2017, the Federal Cannabis Act was introduced. So that means in Canada, weed will be legalized in July 2018. So if you're 19 plus, you can go to the store and buy marijuana. We'll be right back. 
Okay, so here we are again in a little commercial break, and as we said before, we don't have any sponsors yet. So first, we're going to talk to you and say, you know, if you love this podcast or hate it, why don't you tweet at us and let us know, hashtag side note, or you can tweet directly at Greg and I. Greg's is well, watch me, please, PLZ, and mine is Mitchell Moffat, and let us know what you think. We'd love to know what other kinds of questions you want us to explore or topics, what you think we'd be good debating uh, between the two of us. But in the meantime, I thought I'd bring you another amazing fake ad company just to let all those sponsors out there know you know what we're capable of over here at uh, the side note podcast and uh, this one's actually brought to us by um to pay uh and it's a company that you actually it's like the new bitcoin but you actually use to pays to pay each other as a currency it's like it's revolutionizing the world i swear it's not because there's just like this fuzzy hair thing in front of me right now that made me think of it wait so you mean actually like fake hair for men who are balding is the currency yes exactly and so basically it's like a double entendre so it's like you get to pay someone with your two pays wow and if you pay with two that's even better and so basically um, every hair in the toupee is its own little like currency so the the more full your toupee is like the richer you are this actually makes rich. more sense than bitcoin They're yeah I something. mean I understand it more and that's why that's why I really wanted to promote this because it it you know, it reaches me, someone who doesn't yet use toupees, but knows to invest the in value. Them is so, the what are they? What is? What do people get? Why are so they sponsoring basically us? Basically, right <laughs> now, if you sign up at you know toupee.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom slash eight ASAP two two. Um, you get your first two pay for free for free, uh, and all the hairs are of value. All the hairs are. What, what is of the value. what is the what is the value of that so, in dollars? I, they don't say yet. So like, it's a new company, so we're still just like figuring out the market changes. So you don't know. Maybe tomorrow it's and worth. And people are like, "What is Bitcoin in dollars?" Like, I mean, who knows? Exactly. So today it's worth one. Tomorrow it's worth a million. And you know, this is just we thought we'd be on the cutting edge of like getting. Also, into I this. am balding, so like mine could be value slash just my toupee okay wow i'm i am so sold. yeah go go check it out get your new toupee and don't forget to let us know what you think on uh, twitter and social media at hashtag side note <laughs> bye okay so it's time to have a little debate and figure out what we actually think about marijuana here i am now i'm almost 30 i eat edibles a lot like I, I as it's like from the get go, I was smoking weed, and it's not like I haven't stopped. That it's like, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, where do you intervene? Because I've obviously, tried to intervene, haven't I? <laughs> no, no, no. You, you have, but like whenever I actually have try to have a serious conversation with you and be like, wait, do you think it's a problem? You'll look at me and be like, no, like I don't. 
Like when you usually <laughs> joke about it. No, it's true. You joke about it with me. Yeah. But I genuinely, I, you t- and when I hear you explain it to friends, you'll be like, oh no, well, Greg, actually he gets like so productive and it's so interesting. Like, well, it is interesting because I, I don't know why this is so different. It seems for most but people, weed it's affects, opposite. Weed affects people in different ways. It, uh, like, and you truly, like you will do it to do work at yeah. night. It's like, it's like taking caffeine for you. Like you get energized, you get creative, you want to do work, you want to clean the house, whereas so, I'm the opposite. But I think it's important to remember that like, yeah, like if you are peer pressuring your friends to smoke weed or whatever, it's like, it does affect people so differently. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that, uh, you know, people think it like makes you super hungry. It's like for me, I don't even get hungry because I think it's pushing me towards anxiety. For some people, it makes them too anxious. That makes mm-hmm. sense because then they just think about how the world's going to end. I think for me, it's like what I'm doing is I'm toying with like anxiety a little bit where I'm like, Yeah, do you like it? Like I that do feeling of not like feeling in control like literally i'm so high right now (laughs) like i'm literally like laughing so hard because like earlier i was like okay greg you're gonna talk about defending weed like yeah yeah then you're like wait a second greg you aren't even able to pay attention to me right now (laughs) like you need to have a point i was like maybe weed isn't that great a thing because i like don't know what's going on no but but no doubt like you've come up and even i felt like super creative like i do think there's a role for it for people it It literally affects makes neurons that you were using i think it expands into new parts of your brain yeah creating new neurons which literally is what creativity needs sometimes yeah and oftentimes I mean, it's, it's kind of either sometimes yeah. to be honest like we'll write stuff down yeah and, you'll be like, Greg, and half so of dumb. it's like when we're not when we're sober we're like oh wow we thought that was good and it's girl not. but every once in a while we have like come up with a great aesthetic for a new album for the next pop star or something like yeah true but too bad no one gets their hands on that one day yeah. <laughs> we just have libraries of albums laying around for pop stars <laughs> and we're like, it just needs to be like a little bit of defying gravity mixed with like the new charlie xcx <laughs> the perfect gay anthem (laughs) right there. A creative idea is defined as one that is both original and appropriate for the situation in which it occurs. You can't just be like, oh my god, poop flying, there's flying poop, poop in my air hole, I'm so creative. (laughs) That doesn't make sense, it has to make sense, that's not a creative thought. Creativity is hard as it is said to require intelligence, perseverance, unconventionality, and precise thinking. And this feels like a lot of things to become better at while being stoned. This is probably why some studies have found that marijuana has no positive effects on creativity. A study of 60 regular pot smokers and 60 novice weed smokers found that marijuana had no positive effects on someone's ability to be original and elaborate creatively. In fact, those who use marijuana regularly when stoned became less creative. Sounds like trouble and smoke the joint and paint a painting paradise. Some other studies have found that marijuana can increase right hemisphere activation, leading to creativity. But in this study, it only happened in low doses. Higher doses, like smoking a full joint or eating a full brownie, decreased creativity. But the study was old as F. It was from 1975, so I don't know. Who knows? Does it even count? Other neurology studies have found that THC promotes neuronal growth, creating more and better connections in the brain. THC is said to ramp up neurogenesis, which is another way of saying that it creates new neurons in your brain. So I will keep smoking, thank you, but there's a lot of conflicting studies, so I don't really know how to believe in this. Moving on, bye! I don't worry about you because you're an adult, you have a stable career, you're able to manage your life. Like, But it sometimes I'm like, literally, Greg, you have been managing your whole life around weed. Like, every step of the like way, you're I'm, a like, functional I'm like, 
yeah, but I, but that's always been my way of doing it. It's like it's like justifying my weed use by being like, make sure you're successful at school, mm-hmm. make sure you're successful at life. And it's like I'm like, yeah, now no one can stop me because I have these defenses. But it's like maybe I need to stop. I don't know. I'm curious because weed is going to become legal. It's going to change in Canada. Sorry, we're in Canada. It's going to culturally shift things a lot. Like I obviously have no issue with marijuana becoming legal i think that's a great thing because i've had good experiences with it through my life but it's interesting for me to think back on the process of becoming more okay with it because honestly when when greg and i first started dating i i don't know why it wasn't that i didn't think anyone should smoke weed but there was something about you doing it uh about greg doing it that that made me really anxious and upset and felt like devious and felt like i was dating someone who was like a criminal or something like that i've, I've always been nervous in public like if he was to smoke a joint i'd be like ah, a cop could come around and arrest you like you never know um so but then slowly made a transition to being maybe fully... it's just because i have full white privilege <laughs> well <laughs> i was just like oh wait if a cop comes around and i have a joint i'll just flick the joint away and be like girl what's up In Toronto, where we currently reside, black people are three times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. Studies show that Torontonians of all races consume marijuana in similar amounts. Since we're in Toronto, it's probably that we just all smoke a lot of pot. When they looked at who was charged for possession for having up to 30 grams of pot on them, 25.1% were black, but only 8.4% of Torontonians are black. So they are being arrested way more for doing the same thing that all other people are doing in Toronto. In fact, a study also found that white adolescents are more likely to be drug trafficking than black adolescents. Also, when caught with this much weed, 6.4% of white people were forced to be called to a bail hearing, but 15.2% of black people were forced into bail hearings. Some people think that as Canada starts to legalize marijuana, these people's offenses should be taken away, but also that they should get first dibs at selling pot now. Our prime minister said he smoked weed as an MP, meaning he smoked weed while he was a politician. Did these people who were convicted really do much else? The charges that they had were minor offenses. The amount of weed that is being capitalized on at a dispensary is so much more compared to what these people were caught with. And now, the white people are getting rich off of it. According to an investigative report, it was found that only 1% of all marijuana dispensaries in America are black-owned. Okay, I'm trying to relate this to other people, though, who are against it right now, and how do they get through those steps? What did I go through? in order to be like, I think marijuana should be legal and people should have the choice to do it. Of course people well, should be responsible. Well, the world shifted. Like, you are someone who really follows... You follows more. You follow more in line with, like, rules. And I think it probably helped for you that, like, culture started to shift. Like, literally, people started to come out and talk about how way less people die from weed than mm-hmm. from alcohol. Like, that's a newer thread that, like, everyone starts to quote. There, there was almost, like, a movement behind why weed is actually statistically better than alcohol. So if you were able to then be like, wait, I obviously binge drink and I can accept all of these things, then maybe I can also accept that with weed. Like you are someone who needs to be told through like yeah, and I, actual I guess reasoning. That will probably also help people like me uh, once the law is changed. Like as soon as it's like, it is yeah. not illegal, you don't have to be afraid and I of talk getting about, in trouble. Uh, eating edibles with my parents now. And that's actually a very recent thing. Like it is because how do they react to that? Like they kind of laugh along now because it's like I'll only ever do it after we've talked about you know like their political opinions about weed being legal and clearly they're left wing people and so they're identifying with like oh this is a great idea we get more tax money like 
I they want to be on that side of the debate. So then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, like I have edibles all the time. <laughs> and I think I kind of just like, and I, I don't know. I think the nice part about having parents and parents like mine are really open to is like, we can learn from them and they can learn from us. And I think that's like part of our job is to, in many ways as young people is to educate an older generation about the ways that we think and hope that they accept it. And I think we mm-hmm. just become that thing. And like, it's going to be like alcohol in Canada and I think it's going to be good. And I think that it's going to like yeah. increase tourism and we're all going to get more tax paying money and our, it's going to go towards. I think it's also education. just like the, even uh, there's an effect called the mirror exposure effect. It's just like the more familiar you are with something, the more you tend to like it. So they even yeah. can apply it to things like, squares and circles and tests and if they show people more circles they actually like feel like circles like more close to circles or that circles are the better shape and so i think it is like once it's legal and it's around and then people are like oh the world's not ending okay like marijuana is not a big deal in the same way that alcohol it was under prohibition for so long but now it's socially acceptable what's like the best time you've ever had being stoned Okay, so what it makes me feel like, I am like, we only got like 80 years if you're lucky, especially if you're a dude on this planet. Why not slow down the time? <laughs> so, <laughs> that is the best part. Yeah, I'm just like, so I eat my brownie and I'm like, oh my God, it's been eight hours. I thought it was four weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> solid night. You just cleaned the house, did the dishes, or like wrote down like a script, thought about the best tweet ever, tweeted it, it didn't get any retweets, <laughs> rethought about it. Then you thought like, wait, where did this chair's wood come from? You thought about the manufacturing process and it's only been three minutes. I That is one of my favorite parts. Now that I'm older and now that we like run a business and I'm like feeling stressed all the time, I will sometimes smoke because at night I'm like, ah, I want to have a longer night. I want to feel do like get creative. relaxed. Creative, but also for me, it's just like, I kind of feel like I gain more time. Like the yeah. night feels a lot longer and then I'm like, oh, it's only been an hour. Like I've had a lot of time to relax or I just yeah. feel mentally different. For me, most of my life when I did start doing it after meeting you, it became like a very social thing. I would only do it when I was drinking because I found if I drank, I wouldn't get as paranoid. We had a solid one year where we would just get high and watch Bjork videos like oh, yeah. once a week. That, that introduced <laughs> me to it. I was like, it makes Bjork videos real good. Like, <laughs> I don't care your age. Okay, no, let's say above 12. Your age or creed, you got to smoke a joint and watch... I don't know. About 10 12. York. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, what age am I okay with people smoking weed? Um, I think it should be older than oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe 17. <laughs> maybe <Whoa>. like 18 <laughs> um, or 19. It's because I'm French Canadian. I'm very liberal. I'm kidding. I'm not French Canadian. I don't think you should decide. I don't think we should decide <laughs> the age. I think we should just say when you're allowed to. A study of 1,037 male teens in Montreal found that those who smoked weed by the age of 14 had a higher incidence of dropping out of school and performed worse on cognitive tests by age 20. However, teens that waited to smoke till the age of 17 saw no significant difference between those who didn't smoke at all. These results are less likely the result of marijuana having a toxic effect on your brain and more likely to do with the social aspect where teens who use cannabis are less likely to attend school and therefore perform worse on tests and are more likely to drop out. However, a new study out of Osaka found that THC interferes with the proper formation of cannabinoid receptors in your brain, which means smoking too much weed as a kid could have an impact on mental illness. Okay, you you also asked about when my best high was. I really enjoyed this high until it was abruptly 
uh, ended. Abruptly. <laughs> Abruptly. <laughs> oh, my lord above. So when I was like in grade like nine or ten, it was like one of the first times I ever got high with like me straight friends. And I was still like a closeted gay guy. So I was just like, yeah, guys, let's do it. But like, you know, I still sounded like a gay person. They knew. Um, <laughs> and it was really early on. So I wasn't that cool. And, and I got high. It was like the first time I really kicked in. And I got so high. And I was like guys like i really want to listen to the new cold play album Stoned. <laughs> and they were immediately like whoa that's not cool <laughs> and so i like put on my headphones and i was kind of like getting so high and like being a little annoying feeling a little free and they were probably like this guy's gay like he's annoying us. <laughs> so they were kind of annoyed by me and i was like walking outside and my friend who was on a bmx bike like i could hear kind of chaos and stuff and everyone's kind of like and i looked over and people were looking at me so in fearful panic and i looked and realized i was standing in front of like the ramp they'd built what? and the guy was like going too fast down and he like went off the ramp and slammed into what? me because I, I had headphones wait, on and was wait, listening to Coldplay. When, I don't know if I wasn't listening. When were you on a BMX bike trail? No, I was Where just, were you? It was like behind Home Depot where they used to- What? <laughs> what? Okay, so behind Home Depot in Toronto, they used to put their like literal display In rooms. Toronto. I like how you act like there's like one Home Depot in Toronto. <laughs> okay, but they would put their like where they would be like, this is a living room. They'd put the old ones behind it. So there were literally like these living rooms like that were graveyard like of living rooms yeah where they'd like throw wood and stuff and so we'd like hang out in the living rooms and smoke pot and they built ramps and i was just too high with my headphones and like in my cold play like daydream that i didn't realize i'd walked in front and the guy like smoked oh his bike, and i flew God. into a puddle and had mud everywhere and i had to go home and change so high in front of my parents i was like everything's normal <laughs> they were like why are you covered in mud i was like no big deal go back out and they they had to be like something's wrong with him they were having like people over for hors d'oeuvres there were people like, home yeah i don't oh, think that's uh, the worst feeling oh my god that was an anxiety attack. that's what i mean it was a great high with the coldplay album not so great with the like getting hit by my home. friend and going home yeah and being like covered in mud <laughs> Also, I don't like Coldplay now, by the way. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, that do. was very 2003. Like, don't worry. <laughs> After Fix You, I was like, they sold out. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Oh like, I'm laughing so because I made a new batch of brownies, and I was microdosing, and then I just got excited. And I was like, I'm going to do mine about wee brownies. Wouldn't it be so cool to eat one? And how does it feel? Like, great. I feel great. But I'm just like... I'd be dying. I know. I'm like, I literally, I'm like, how long have we been talking? Because it feels like we've been talking for seven weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, you need to press stop. Like, we don't have so much to edit. Um, okay. Well, then I just wanted to ask, like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> when does it go legal in Canada? I think July 2nd. Not like, July 1st, because that's Canada Day, and they don't want it to become, like, oh, Weed like we Day. Oh, like, Because it will be celebrated more, prompt, more, more than Canada Day? Yeah, I don't know. Like, are people just going to go ham that first bit, or is go it just, Go ham? Like, I Mitch, I have never heard you say what? go ham well, what do you say what do i say go crazy you're sitting right now with your arms behind your head like this I'm dude really you're like yo what are we gonna go ham uh we day july second or something there bro <laughs> okay okay i'm being judged um, by I, a stone guy who's I just think... like eyes are bleeding in the corner <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously people are going to go ham. <laughs> I hate you. Um, and yeah, no, I think it's going to be really fun. I think Canada Day is going to be the day that we like, you know, keep it a little laid back, only have a few beers. And I think July 2nd will be the day that people will party. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. In fact, I don't know. What's everyone doing on July 2nd? Fly to Canada. I think It'll it's be a not going to even change that much. I mean, everyone who smokes is already smoking, and I think a lot of people will try it. Yeah, even when people come to Toronto from other countries, they're just like, some of the first things or things that they really notice, they're like, everyone smokes weed here. Like, mm -hmm. at a party in Toronto, 
like in the same way that people drink, people are smoking weed. Mm-hmm. It's so expected. It's so normal. Even just walking down the street every yeah, day, everyone will be like, oh, I can smell pot. I don't know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah, but. so it's true. Like, I don't think it's going to change that much in that I really think that it's like, literally, I'm always like, wow, there's a lot of skunks in Toronto, but it's just like, <laughs> no, there's just weed everywhere. I mean, it makes sense that like your country or city has to change culturally first and then the laws will change. Yeah. So like already Canada is a place where like marijuana is more culturally accepted. Yeah. Like the police don't, I mean, they obviously do police it, but not at the same level that you would hear about from the United States or other countries. It actually shows you the importance of like literally, you know, people pushing the agenda with like language and like what matters in society and Mm -hmm. like literally why there's an importance for activism because it's true. It's like once the people's right, then the laws change. Yeah. Politicians only listen to the people in a democracy when it works. Cross your fingers that that's going (laughs) to stay happening for a while. Um, But yeah, like I think it's like that's true it's important and nice that the weed culture moved really far forward and that also allowed for maybe them to actually be like okay let's do this canada wants it let's just well maybe we can um do another i feel like we'll probably have lots of weed episodes on this podcast because it seems to be an obsession of yours and maybe (laughs) on maybe on when it goes maybe i'll get high not on an (gasps) edible but maybe like mitchell ryan moffat that is such a great idea okay put in the calendar when it's goes legal like the, let's i don't know two days after when we've come out of our weed coma well you'll smoke a joint or eat a little edible little gummy well we might as well do we'll it when i'm in a weed coma i don't want to do it for three days straight <laughs> oh yeah that would just be like the third day of your weed coma true <laughs> yeah okay but we're gonna do that yeah even if fun. not for this we don't know what's going on with all the stuff so we'll just do it for ourselves and in the meantime if you listening have questions about weed that we can re-answer then we can explore some of that then so let us know and we made a bunch of videos about weed yeah, there's a lot out there. We obviously are interested. Yeah. <laughs> we made a video called What Would Happen If You Were Drunk and I at the same time. It's interesting. Like, we're getting niche. <laughs> yeah, but that video has so many views. No, like, I know. It's it's well, that's what people that like. Niche. Yeah. No, no, I know. <sighs> anyway, so that was our first podcast. Thank you so Woo-hoo. much. You know, based on listening to podcasts, I think the thing that we will be asking you to do right now is to subscribe on Apple iTunes if that's what you use. Or I'm like an Apple person. Podcast Addict or wherever you get it on Android. And leave comments. That also apparently helps the algorithm. I don't actually know, but I think that it does. And also let us know, you know, on our social media at Washington PLZ. At Mitchell Moffitt. Or how did you like it? I don't know. Like, do people use hashtags still? Like hashtag side note. Just let us know what you thought. What what could be improved? Don't be too harsh, but like be, be Or real. be harsh. Be we can real. handle it. We, we got thick skin. We're YouTubers. But yeah, thank you for making it this far and listening. We are excited to do this podcast and we'll see where it goes. And yeah, next week's our next one. See you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 